as their shadow came across this shamed beggar, the power of God that this world knows too little about today, the power of God suddenly overshadowed his spirit man. Not just a physical shadow, but the spirit of God overshadowed his spirit man. here at New Life Community Church, and I thank you so much for turning us on, tuning us in, and I trust that you're just going to be blessed all over the place as we fellowship together here for the next several moments. I don't always say this, probably don't say it enough, but I really do appreciate those of you that are a part of this audience week in and week out, whether you're listening live on WBTW uh, Channel 21, or you're listening to a re-air by way of social media uh, by one form or another. We really appreciate you being out there. Uh, right now, I am kind of sitting in front of a camera, and as I look through that, I just know that there are scores of you out there that are listening, and I trust that the Lord's going to bless you in a very meaningful way as we share, in particular with this message. I'm in the middle of a series titled Life, A Pain in the... and we're filling in the blank with six different topics this particular topic is life, a pain in the health issues. I'm talking about health issues. Very well could be speaking to. In fact, I am sure that I am speaking to someone that's going through some difficulty even now with regards to a health issue. And I want to be an encouragement to you to know that God often speaks to us, quite often speaks to us during our times of pain. So it's not fun when we endure that, but when we step back and we look up in the midst of all that, we realize that God is there. He has a purpose of plan. He's got this, and he will minister to us during these times of difficulty. So I trust you'll be encouraged with this. Our text passage is found in Acts chapter 3, but I'm going to read one other verse in your hearing as we open this particular a portion of the series is found in Hebrews. We're going to end with that, as you'll hear a little bit later on. I want to begin with it as well. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 16. And the record puts it this way. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Approaching the throne with confidence, with boldness, not a cockiness, but a confidence, in order that we might find grace to help us, mercy to help us in our time of need. What a tremendous prayer. Let me pray for you, and we're going to jump right into this teaching. Father, I thank you for each one that's turned on the telecast tonight. I pray in Jesus' name that by your word, by Holy Spirit, you would minister to each need. Put courage into those that listen not just their physical ears, but their heart, their spirit. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, if you have a Bible, follow along with us. We'll try to put the, uh, the, the verses on the screen as well as our study notes. And we trust that you'll be blessed as we uh, listen together to the Word of God. 
during this time. God bless you. I'll be back here in just a little while to wrap things up. You hang on. I just read it for you from the Word of God. Now, this is a good place for me to throw this in. This is a little extra. I like to do a little extra for you. Won't cost you another cent. It's all for the same price. But let me throw this in. Why would God make someone deaf or someone unable to speak? Why would God do that? And I have to say this to you. Some people would even say, that's not the God that I know. Why give sight to some and darkness to others' eyes? Why? Why does God heal some and choose not to heal others? Why? Why are some health issues instantaneously healed and others merit chemotherapy and medication? And I could go on and on and on. Here's the simple answer. The simple answer is we don't know. We don't know. Watch this church. Some people claim to know. I'm not convinced they do. We don't know fellow by the name of David Wop, W-O-L-P-E, it might be Walpy. He, he wrote a book titled Making Loss Matter. And in it, he says this, quote, we search for an answer to the riddle of why because we want control. That'll hit you right between the spiritual eyes, won't it? Fill in number six with me very slowly. At the end of the day, we may seek to manage health issues, but we aren't in charge. We aren't in charge. Now, I took you through those couple of little steps to get you right here because I believe that our text passage for this morning offers some insight. And I'm going to look at that with you right now, and we're going to go through this relatively quick. But go back with me to chapter 3 of Acts and verse 1. One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, 3 in the afternoon. Verse 2 tells us again, a man who has, was lame from birth is being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. Do you realize his plight? What about this? This guy was subjected to a lifestyle of begging. Can you imagine? He was subjected to a lifestyle of begging. And then here's something else I want you to get, and I'm going to hopefully... Pin a point on this. Have you ever considered his family? What about his family? The Bible tells us that he was being carried, I assume, by family members. Now, it may have been somebody from social, social services, but typically the family was social services during that time. Checked it every day. Got to get up a little bit early. Got to take, you know, 
got to take this guy down, put him at the beautiful gate, pick him back up. Every day we got to do this. C.S. Lewis speaks to this condition. He says, and I quote, this comes from his article, The Problem of Pain. Pain insists on being attended to. Isn't that true? God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world, end quote. Number seven on your study notes. Quite often, beloved, it's not our own pain that shouts valuable insight but the cries of other sufferers. What about the temple people that passed this crippled guy every day? The townspeople knew who he was. Oh, that's the guy that sits by the gate. What about those folks? Were they looking at him? Were they listening? Were they learning? Again, Matthew Kim reminds us, quote, for most Christians, even pastors, loving those with disabilities is foreign and unfamiliar territory, end quote. It's true, folks. We want to be in control. We want to be in control. These scenes that we're referencing, these are out of our control. Listen to verse three of Acts chapter three. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Why would he do that? Because that's what he knew. This is all he could do. That was his vocation. Can you imagine? How, how often do you suppose that he watched able-bodied men going about their life's work as they walked by the gate, privileged to walk and privileged to hustle after it and take their own hands to work. How often do you think he was able to see something like that and, and watch them being fulfilled by their work? He only had his pitiful pleadings. Help, help, I need a handout. Please give me something. Can't imagine what that would be like. Verse four, Peter looked straight at him, as did John. They didn't ignore him. Listen to me, church. They didn't ignore him. They looked with their heart. Then Peter said, look at us. Can't you imagine that he developed a habit of, and I'm talking about the crippled guy, that he developed a habit of looking down? No one's going to lock eyes with me. It's noise abroad around town. You better not lock, lock eyes with him. It's going to cost you a buck if you do. He was in the habit of looking down, knowing other men wouldn't look his way. There's a little box on your study notes. There's a quote in it from Lauren Winner. I've never met her. I think we went to different schools together. She wrote a book titled, Wearing God. Clothing, laughter, fire, and other overlooked ways of meeting God. How's that for a book title? Quote, while I feel cloaked with shame, God is tenderly stitching me a suit of clothes. Oh, hallelujah. The clothing is God's own self. 
Oh, beloved, I said that to say this. If you can go back to the beautiful gate and that crippled man that had fastened his eyes on Peter and John, God was getting ready to show off. He was getting ready to show off. He was getting ready. Watch this. A lot is captured in this little sentence. God was getting ready to reveal the reason for the season of the incapacitation of the crippled man. I know, I see these perplexed looks. What are you talking about, Pastor T? Look at verse 5. So the man gave them his attention. We see you, hey, you look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. He saw them. Watch this. He was about to see God through them. He thought he was going to get some moolah. I'll eat again today. Oh, little did he realize what was about to happen. Look at verse 6. Then Peter said, you got to know this guy's emotions are probably all over the place at this point, but Peter said, silver or gold I do not have. And he's like, you wanted me to look at you to hear that? But then, but, one of these days I'm going to preach a sermon on all the buts in the Bible. Here's one of them. Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. Oh, hallelujah. That's enough to make a Pentecostal have a running fit right there. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Watch this church. Can you imagine today what you might hear after that? You might hear, don't you know I'm lame? I don't want to. I mean, I can't walk. Duh! But he trusted the men of God who were bringing the word of God. As Listen to this. This is from the throne of God. I believe it with all of my heart. As their shadow came across this shamed beggar, the power of God that this world knows too little about today, the power of God suddenly overshadowed his spirit man. Not just a physical shadow, but the spirit of God overshadowed his spirit man. I believe that he knew inside that something was happening. Look at verse 7. Taking him by the right hand, not the left hand or the leg or the foot or touching it, but by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. For the first time in his life, they were strong. Now, we aren't given a lot of details here. It doesn't go into a lot of medical details because they aren't necessary to the storyline. But here's what we are told. We're told that God Almighty straightened out his jacked up feet and ankles. God did that. Look at verse number eight. He jumped to his feet and began to walk for the first time in his life. Then, listen, there's a subliminal message here. And I'm going to help you understand it. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping 
and praising God. He didn't just jump up and say, whoo, I'm healed. I think I'm gonna go down to the bar and celebrate with my family. That slipped out. I really didn't mean to say that. You can fill in the blank right there. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. He left the gate, the symbol of his former self, and went into the temple of God. Does that bless your heart? Oh, it blesses this preacher's heart. New feet, new ankles. I believe he experienced a new birth. And beloved, he no doubt did what most good-legged persons had never done in their life. How many people with good legs walk by every day and they didn't jump and shout and praise the Lord? Preacher, I wish you wouldn't jump and shout and praise the Lord. Get over it because it's happening. Okay? Look at verse 9. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate. Used to. That'll be a chapter in my book on biblical butts. Who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. I couldn't help but think that if something like this would happen today, probably one of the first things you would hear from the masses is it's a trick. They planted them people out there. It's a, tr- it's a scam, it's a trick. Something, something going on up in here. These people knew that something miraculous had taken place. Now, I took you through a couple, two or three steps to get you here, and I want to wrap this up this morning with this. Listen to me. This is probably the weirdest message you ever heard on health issues. (laughs) God had a plan for that man's health issues. Am I right? Is that crystal clear? You don't need a college education to figure that out. God had a plan for these health issues. Now, we don't always see health issues and we don't always see the plan as clearly and pointedly as portrayed here. But there are some some valuable lessons, some lessons that we can all apply as gleaned from this healed beggar. There's about four of them. I'm going to give them to you real quick. Number one, every soul is important to God. Will you listen to me? Can I see your eyeballs? You may be visiting here for the first time. Maybe listen by way of live stream. You may have been here for 24 years. Every soul matters to God. Everyone he created, he created, and he created for a reason. Every soul is important to God, even those who are stressed, even those souls stressed by health issues. Number eight on your study notes, some hopeless looking persons are one moment from the touch of God and a lifetime and even an eternity of renewed hope. A friend of mine, and I honestly hope and pray he's listening right now. I encouraged him to listen 
to listen in this morning. He's battling cancer right now. And as far as I'm concerned, this is a man's man, young man, battling cancer right now. We were texting back and forth just days ago. And this lay person preached a powerful sermon to this preacher. And it went like this. He said, I don't understand the plan, but I'm trusting the planner. Oh, my goodness. I probably could have just said that and went home this morning, but that's not what I do. I don't understand the plan, but I trust the planner. Secondly, regardless the nature of the suffering, especially within the household of faith, God can and will use it to teach deep level truths that might otherwise go undetected. I don't know if I've ever told you this or not, but I know why I had to have back surgery. You can believe I prayed that sucker off of me 50 million times, but it never went off. The surgeon had to get rid of it. I know why. It's pretty intimate why. But I am convinced what I just said to you is true. Most learn, I I say most, learn from suffering better than they learn from the celebratory moments of victory. Isn't that true? Thirdly, as crazy as this sounds, in fact, almost morbid, can you be encouraged to use suffering as a time of searching? Use suffering as a time of searching. Pastor Terry, can I learn from suffering? Pastor Terry, can I learn some things about me from times of suffering? Pastor Terry, can I learn some some things about God by enduring a time of suffering? Pastor Terry, can I learn some things about other people by either going through or observing times of suffering? Yeah. Lastly, Does a health issue mean that God has abandoned us? I prayed and prayed and prayed for God to deliver me, and he didn't, so apparently God doesn't like me. Prayed for God to heal me, and he hasn't healed me, so there's something wrong with me. Prayed for God to move in my life, and he didn't, so I must not have enough faith. Does a health issue mean that God has abandoned us? Does it mean that we have failed? Does it mean that we aren't spiritual? Listen to me. Unspiritual persons get sick. But not all the sick are unspiritual. It is extremely difficult for me to look some of you eyeball to eyeball this morning knowing how some of your family members who are my heroes in the faith that are no longer with us. It's very difficult to think about some of those folks. And again, some of my heroes in the faith, super saints as far as I'm concerned, and some of them suffered tremendously before they left this earth. There were spiritual people. Oh, Pastor Terry, there was something you didn't know about. Oh, come on. There's something about every one of you that I don't know about. 
Why don't you write it down and put it in my mailbox and I'll know it. <laughs> Not all the sick are unspiritual. I'm concluding with Hebrews 4 and 15. It says, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Listen, I, there's no doubt in my mind I'm speaking to someone that has a health issue or a health crisis that you're dealing with right now. And perhaps you're asking yourself, hey, did I do something wrong? Am I going through this because I did something wrong? Well, that might be the case. But uh, in, in particular, if you are a follower of Christ, you're born again, spirit-filled, you're seeking after the things of God, this could be a time where God is trying to speak something into your spirit that he couldn't get to you otherwise. So take advantage of these times. Now, I know that sounds kind of strange. In fact, I think back in my own life, prior to some back surgery several years ago, I was in constant, just terrible pain in my lower back and my leg. I could go on and on and on. And it was very difficult to even concentrate at that time. It was very difficult to preach, but I continued to do so. It was very difficult. But through all of that, God was speaking to my spirit, and there were some things that I gleaned from that time that I probably would not, no doubt in my mind, I would not have gleaned otherwise. So I want to encourage you with that. That's coming from the heart of one that's been there, done that. Let me encourage you during these times to look up. In some respects, it's about the only place you can look when you're going through these difficulties, but uh, what a great place to look. Look up, trust the Lord, listen, not only with your physical ears, but with your spirit, man, and learn the lesson that he has for you. Your time, you're just a moment away from a touch of God, and I trust and pray that your heart would be encouraged by that. Father, I do thank you for each one that's listening in right now, and I pray specifically for those that are suffering from some physical impairment, some physical malady. I pray, Lord, not only that you would touch and heal, but in the process that you would speak to their minds, speak to their hearts, speak to their spirit, that they might learn and glean from you that which uh, this time has merited. And we'll thank you, we'll praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, before I get out of here tonight, I do want to remind you that many churches, church fellowships are continuing to meet. New Life is no exception. We have a morning worship celebration Sunday morning on the Lord's Day at 10 o'clock, and we also have midweek activities. Wednesday night, we call it Family Ministries Night. Something for pert near every member of the family. Man, what a great time that is. We have a lot of children running around here. We have a lot of youth running around here, and we have a lot of folks my age that are kind of walking around here, and we would love to see you for any and all of these times. There's some contact information there on the screen. We would encourage you to take a look at our website. There's a lot of helpful information there, including a bank of these messages, these teachings that you can take with you. Uh, we also have a podcast available, and you can get a hold of that through our website. You can listen to the Word on the go, anytime, 
any place as long as you have that little cellular device with you. I am Terry Knighton, the pastor of New Life Community Church. Thank you so much for being here and being a part of this time uh, together, uh, this, this particular session. I trust and pray that the Lord's just going to bless you in the days to come. And remember, my friends, Jesus is coming back. Is He coming back? 